Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Glee. Aggressive. aggressive. Ooh, that aggressive was very good. Um, yes. My name is Karina Stokes. My name is Ian Brodsky, and um, on another uh, episode of No Context Glee Aggressive today, <laughs> we have a very special guest. Um, one of my one of my all time favorite human beings. Um, she is an actor. Um, she, you, you know her from Hell House LLC and its subsidiaries. Um, maybe you also, uh, well, our little pilot that we just did has not been any sort of publicly released or anything. But anyway, we've worked together a bunch. Uh, she's super talented. She's one of my favorites. Um, anyway, it's Lauren A. Kennedy, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Yay! That was so nice. It's so great to be here. It is an honor to run in the same creative circle as both of you. And I am excited to share the lack of knowledge that I have on Glee. Honestly, these are my favorite kinds of episodes because <laughs> we're just throwing people in. They're like, now what the fuck is happening? And I'm like, I know, right? And they're like, no, what the fuck is happening? I and started we... with a lot of questions. A lot were answered by the end. I still have more. Okay. <laughs> so have you watched any Glee before this? Okay, so I watched uh, season three, a part of season three's Christmas episode. And it was so horrendous. <laughs> That I was like, I've seen enough. And then flash forward to just earlier this week, I was telling uh, Thomas Gary, Ian, who you know, that I was going to do this. Mm -hmm. And I told him that that was the only episode I watched. And he was like, that was the final episode I watched. Like up until that point I was in. And then that part, I just couldn't accept the show anymore. I don't know. I don't even know if that's a hot take in the Glee community or what. But that's that's what I know. Um, I would say that's a valid take. Yeah. Um, Mm I think anecdotally, most people tapped out at the end of season three. Like, most people got through the end of this season, and then when season four came around, they're like, you know what? I'm good. Better not. So, Glee is not your uh, wheelhouse, then. I am really glad I watched this one episode. And and the next episode started, and I went, no, I think Mm. I'm actually going to watch this one again so I can make sure Mm. I'm well-researched. Uh, I think I would I think I would watch a few more on recommendation just because like it actually did do a pretty good job of making at the end of the episode I was like okay I think I uh, I think I get I get it okay like I get where everyone's relationships are I get I, I think <laughs> I mean this one felt like a more cohesive one than most yeah. of the rest of the season yeah. so far which this says a lot made a lot of sense it did which says a lot considering that this is the end of season three um, yeah. And that there's been a lot going on up to this point. And I was going to ask. What episode yeah. are we talking about today? Oh, yeah. Well, in case you're curious, <laughs> we're here to discuss season three, episode 17, uh, which is entitled Dance with Somebody. Uh, it originally aired April 24th, 2012. Yes. So, uh, coming off the heels of our Saturday Night Fever episode. We went straight into a Whitney Houston tribute episode. Yes. Which is interesting to me. And we'll get into it throughout the episode, but I, I sort of uh, we discussed on a recent episode how 
uh, with Andrew Briatus how Mercedes did I Will Always Love You, and it just so happened that Whitney Houston passed away that week. Yes. So this kind of felt like the response to that and that they needed to get a Whitney Houston tribute episode in sort of under the wire, but also yeah. touch upon the fact that there is a plot that needs to get furthered and that like they're coming towards the end of things, a lot of them senior year, um, college, what have you. Um, and like this is sort of the end, and this episode very much, I would say it grasps at all of that. Yeah. So they had done a Whitney song prior to this episode, just a yes. few weeks before. Okay, and sorry, yes. that was... That, so what was the theme of that episode of Glee? I don't even remember. Um, that was Heart. That episode, um, just because this was the episode that came out this week and I was editing it. Oh. Um, this was um, the one with Jeff Goldblum. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh um, yeah. And so okay, I'll watch that one. It was the instance where Mercedes and Sam, like... Oh, they're on, they're not told, they're not speaking because they're trying to yes. feel like to, in order to reveal your true feelings you shouldn't have a conversation for a week. After that, it was after that, but like Mercedes Yvette just deciding like I can't be with you because I need to know who I am. Right. But I am going to sing I will always love you at you in a theatrical setting. Mercedes, yeah. I'm sorry, remind me which one was Mercedes? The black woman in all of this. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. The one black woman in all the of this. The only yeah. one. Right. The one who started um, the episode yeah. singing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Way to segue us in, Lauren. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because we open immediately on that. Mm-hmm. On, so immediately we start with How Will I Know, and there was like one little uh, like glimpse of Will, and I was like, no, go away. It could, but, well, he's like looking back on them in the hallway very creepily in his Will way. Will's the teacher? Like, yeah. Yeah. That was Matthew creepy. Morrison role. I am yeah, right? like, I don't know if I like what's going on here, but I'm um, okay. Nope. And it only gets worse. <laughs> yeah. But this this arrangement, this song, this worked for me. Mm-hmm. Like, granted, there was a whole beat where they were in the library doing that, and I was like, oh, Why'd no. Why'd you go Karina. in there? <laughs> yeah. It's like they were space. like, we built the library set. We should use it more. <laughs> right. Um, but otherwise, like, I love that arrangement. I loved what they did with it towards the end of that song where the four of them were singing. Yep. You had Mercedes starting it off, Rachel, Santana, and Kurt joining in, and all very strong singers. Yep. I didn't even mind that Rachel Berry was part of this. I had a little bit of an, oh, Rachel's in this moment, but, you know, it's fine. Right. <laughs> okay, which one is Rachel? <laughs> Leah Michelle. Leah Michelle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so I was, I have some questions about her relationship for sure. With, I, I don't want to. I don't want to jump ahead in the episode or anything like that. But like, I got the impression that her character was disliked in a lot of Glee. Is that inaccurate? She's well. She is both. I would say yes she's a problematic no. fave. But the thing is, fave. like, disliked within the Glee community or disliked by sorry like, within in the, the show, in the within show. the characters, within the Glee so, club community. Yes, but also Rachel is the main character. And so they yeah. can't l- dislike her that much because yeah. it's still all about her. So if everyone hates her totally, how are they going to sustain gotcha. any other she characters is existing? The lead. It is not so much of an ensemble piece as it is she is the lead. They, wanna, they probably want to claim it's an ensemble piece, but she's the lead. Cool. Cool, cool. It, 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 yeah, it very much a lot of the time comes back to like, we have differences, but we're a family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So then we like 
cold cut from this song to Emma's office, um, where like we get the little bit of like I will always love Whitney Houston too. Mm-hmm. Um, caught that little yes. Uh, there was a reference. lot of those. Yeah, um, and Emma, the guidance counselor, brings it back to sort of her love of Princess Diana and how she was sort of desperate, uh, not desperate, how she was um, devastated right when. Diana passed away in the 90s mm-hmm. um, bringing it back to like it's a manifestation of our pain and in the students case it's about they're gonna have to move on soon there's a lot of emotions and shit and okay. I love that I love that comparison I remember people sobbing when Princess Di died like people who had never met her <laughs> like my neighbor I, I walk over to my neighbor's house and I'm like hey is is Robin home can she play and their mom was just sobbing, tears streaming on their face. I was like, oh, my God, what happened? She's like, Princess Di died. And I was like, who? Oh, <laughs> I had okay. never heard of her until then. But, yeah, it's wild. Like, it, it, it's, a really, it's, it's a great comparison. I believe my introduction to Princess Di was the beanie baby that was made in her honor. <laughs> yeah. And her memory. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess, we can I guess a whole she different is a podcast li- on Princess Di. I and am, the musical. Yeah. Oof. I've not watched that still. What? Don't do it sober. I'm afraid of it. But you, saw it, it. In, you saw it in real life, right, Lauren? Like, you actually went and saw no, it. No, no, I did not. I wish. Oh. We cut to the choir room where they're, of course, arguing about the origins of The Bodyguard, the famous movie of uh, Whitney Houston, and it's Kevin Costner, right? You were no, it was the, the other guy. Person. It was actually the other guy. They say, they say two, I thought they said two people right. in the show. No, I'm, yeah. Well, they, they, they talk about how, like, it was originally for um, Diana Ross and Steve McQueen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm trying to remember who was actually, Oh, who like, was who actually in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, it was yeah. Winnie Houston and... Kevin Costner, yeah. Kevin Costner. Um, and, of course, Rachel thinks that it was originally for Barbara, and I was like, not everything's about Barbara. Not everything has to be about Barbara. Um... <laughs> And maybe that's just the world we're living in right now. But yes, Will walks in and immediately white man explains the bodyguard for everyone. Yeah. Um, because just like I will say, this episode was true to form in that like Will Schuster had an idea, he did his research and made the assignment based off of that. Check, check, and check. Um, so this week it's about Whitney Houston and um, and like the loss of youth. <laughs> Yes, and how we all have to get in touch with our emotions because, like, this is the end for a lot of you, and maybe you say something, but it really means something else emotionally. And Santana's um, just there like, LOL, no. I'll sing your Whitney <laughs> songs, but I'm not here to be psychoanalyzed by my choir teacher. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Don't my project. former Spanish teacher. Yes, Rachel immediately goes to the Whitney Houston Star-Spangled va- Banner. Star-Spangled Banner, excuse yep. me. Um, which I'm mildly surprised we did not see. Yeah. Actually, um, I, for, I realized we didn't see that just now when you recapped that. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, they mentioned that. And I was like, I want to see that. There's even a bit where she's like, I just can't sing it. And I'm like, come on. But yeah, we cut to the hallway where we have all of our personal conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Kurt is talking about doing a Whitney Houston song for his college theater program audition. Yes. That's, I mean, he won't do that. I'll, I'll tell you right he now. He won't. <laughs> I believe you. But even if he were to, all I could think about is just the the meme from the Geico commercial of like, that's not how this works. That's not how any <laughs> of this works. 
You don't. You um, don't not just for your roll up audition. and sing a Whitney Houston song as a as a college um, theater program audition song. Maybe nowadays you might be able to get uh, away with it because the bodyguard has been produced for like a theatrical context. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh my so, gosh, I forgot um, about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, Heather Headley, um, hmm. Aida, yeah. Aida herself. Whoa. Um, and we get a little bit of our Blaine can't hang out. And like, there's something he's being weird. He's being distant. Yeah, I'm sure that will come up later. This storyline delighted me. (laughs) I I loved where it it was. I loved where it went. Yeah, this whole storyline is totally episode contained. Like, we've not seen whispers of this coming up before. Okay, like, so this is a nice like one episode plot that kind of I honestly thought was like this is not a bad plot. It was dealt with all in one episode covered some actual real things like real real concerns and then uh we're done with it yeah so healthy yeah and i think if glee were like a half hour episode long series um this could have been like its own a plot yeah and like we could have had like sort of a whole episode or like a couple episodes like where this gets like arced upon Mm -hmm. uh you know but here we are um and we cut to, I guess this was called Twin Sheets. Is that a pun on No, something? it's called Between the Sheets. Oh, I heard Twin Sheets. Twin Sheets would be, like, sort of a pun on Twin Peaks, I guess. But that's not <laughs> right. even, like, particularly a pun. No, it's a music um, store called Between the Sheets, which is kind of clever. Yeah. We got this dude who's... I forget what his name is already. It's Chandler. Chandler. Chandler who immediately comes up and not starts fanboying over Kurt, but immediately starts um, complimenting his brooch, which I believe... Ian, do you, I was going to say, episodes. do you remember what brooch it was? Yes, it was the hippo brooch. It's Chekhov's I- hippo brooch. Iconic hippo brooch. That was the callback? Yes. yes. Um, I loved it. It was a, it was a great outfit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and at first I thought this might have been a ruse. Like, I thought this might have been, like, a setup for, like, a... The Flash style villain attack attack yeah again? like yeah, a, yeah. Um, because Lauren what had happened was um, the Flash from CW's The Flash um, did a sing off with between his Glee Club and the Glee Club proper and attacked Blaine and um, blinded him for a little bit and he had to have eye surgery but really it was to get Darren Chris off the show so he could do Broadway for a stop bit. stop you made that up no, <laughs> no. Oh, that is true you made that up <laughs> no. Lauren, why would I lie about that? Yeah, that, it involved a slushy okay. filled with rock salt that he yeah. threw into, threw into yeah, the eyes of Yeah, almost blinded Chris. him. Now I, okay, wow. Yep. Okay, that's like, that's right. like Degrassi level. Yeah, it really was. That's right. Yeah. Sometimes Glee really dips its toe in. Um, yeah. <laughs> this boy is doing so much. I, I would even go as far to say the most. He is doing the most. Um, he mentions that he's applying to the musical theater program at NYU. So this is once again, another real college where we've gotten to talk about. Yes. And uh, one that Rachel and Kurt refused to even apply to apparently. <laughs> yeah. They, they definitely mentioned a fictional college, right? Yes. Yes. In the show. Okay. Basically like New York, is it like New York Academy of Dramatic Arts yes, or something? Niata. So the New York Academy yes. of Dramatic Arts. Mm-hmm. Niata. Mm-hmm. Is basically a substitute for AMDA. Right. Okay. Um, what does AMDA stand go- for? American Music and Dramatics Music. Academy, okay. I think. So they didn't reach too far for, no. for Niata. But there's then. also like, 
ADA, which is, like, the American, like, Acting Dramatic Academy or something. There's, like, two four-letter conservatories that, like, maybe weren't so legitimately accredited <laughs> until recently. <laughs> They, oh, had, they had four letters to their name, so they sounded legit. <laughs> and so they were legit. What made me laugh is this guy who's doing the most. Um, says he goes to North Lima High School, which implies that there is more than one high school in the town of Lima, Ohio. <laughs> which is brand news. Yeah. I guess they don't have a glee club, or else surely we would have heard from them about them before. But Man, imagine all the plot lines they would have done if it were like North versus South. Yes. And, like, it just always came back to them butting heads. Did Very you guys have glee clubs story. in your school? Oh, no. No? Yeah, me neither. We had one in middle school. Huh. And it was oh. very, it was very, like, nothing special. It was very much just, like, we performed for two of the concerts. We performed for a winter concert and a spring concert, and that was really it. Um, and it was all show tunes. It was very soft choreography. And uh, here we are now. <laughs> I, it's possible my high school got a Glee club after I graduated because that's when like Glee would have basically been starting. So, Makes who sense, knows? Yeah. But Lauren, if you remember, because the listeners Lauren went to college with Karina and me, mm-hmm. um, uh, New Paltz did have a Glee club as of my freshman year. Yeah. And um, kind of just it kind of kept on going from there. Um, Surely that Glee Club was started because of this show, right? It had to have been. I'm like 85% sure that yeah. that's the case. You guys would perform? Were you in it? No. No. They, oh, okay. Uh, remember, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bleep out the name, but remember. No. <laughs> bleep out oh, all well, this. I sound like an asshole for not remembering him. <laughs> no, it's cool. No, it's cool. You're um, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. No. Sh- um. The founder of it kept on trying to recruit me for it my freshman year, but um, I was too busy making friends in the theater department and doing theater yeah. department shows mm-hmm. and theater department activities and parties instead. Sorry, I only sang for an accredited degree, basically. Yes. <laughs> the Ian Brodsky story. <laughs> but yeah. Um, um, and this, this, this new kid says uh yeah we'll talk because us future new yorkers gotta stick together oh my god i I threw up in my mouth when he did that me too (laughs) yeah (laughs) i was like absolutely not you're gonna get punched so hard when you get to if if you get into any school in new york you're gonna get punched if you keep doing that so (laughs) truly um we're gatekeeping new york that's not how we act you jerk (laughs) (laughs) that's right yo i cannot tell you how many times i've gate kept bagels (laughs) I know. I love your take on toasted bagels. <laughs> I love toasted I, I stand bagels, by even it. in New York. I stand by it. I, I mean, look, it's fine. It, <laughs> I, it helps the butter. I help. have my hills that I will die on. <laughs> but, okay, well, that's one thing. Anyway, this isn't Bagel Cast, the show about bagels. Uh, bagels, not. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's not yet um, Bagel Cast, but it could be. Not, it's not yet Bagel Cast. It could very well easily spin off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's. <laughs> Again, <laughs> the the Ian Brodsky story. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, we cut to Brittany doing uh, Dance with Somebody. Yes, the titular uh, song of this episode. Yeah. 
It's also a dance remix. They do some fun things with the arrangements they of the do. songs here. And I actually, re- overall, I really like it. It's hard to, like, mess with the Whitney Houston of it all, but... This one, though, unlike the rest of the songs, kind of came out of nowhere. Like, there was no story leading into this. It was all of a sudden just, like, boom, mm-hmm. musical number. And I was like, okay, I guess this is what they do sometimes. Yeah, this one was very much like we could have Britney do some dancing. It's just, This right. is, the, like, maybe one of the most well-known Whitney Houston songs where everyone's going to expect us to play this. Like, oh, got to fit it in somewhere. It felt like they promised right. her this song years ago. <laughs> and they were just like, just, just film and it. And they finally <laughs> delivered. Yeah, they, they found their excuse to do it. Yeah, my only complaint Man. is it was slightly too auto-tuned on Brit on yeah. Britney's mm-hmm. vocals, little yeah. too much, little noticeable. But other than that, it was very very fun. I do love that it was a lesbian dance with somebody. I love yep. that it was giving me Mar- Mimi Marquez from Rent. Ooh. Um, <laughs> I I, appre- I appreciate that the one wee piece of plot that they tied in there was like Quinn being sad that she literally can't dance with somebody, um, <laughs> except for in Britney's dreams where you're still dancing uh, and you can fly and breathe fire, which I respect. Was she in a wheelchair from the beginning of the show? No, this is about her second no. episode in a wheelchair, like literally. Okay, this is Degrassi. Meanwhile, okay. Yes. There is there is a character that we don't see until the end. I don't think Artie shows up at he all until the end. He was in the audience to dance with somebody. Okay. Um, I clearly forgot about that because It's not Artie a big Artie is... episode. Right. This is her second episode in the wheelchair. And out of like five or six or whatever, Karina was checked out me. of so much of her life already for being in an Okay. Yes. And like, this is... A, if you see the full, like, series, like, this is just an example of, like, they had no idea what to do with one of their best actors. Yeah. So they put her in a wheelchair, and we'll roll her off to Yale eventually. Yep. Um, but Artie is in a wheelchair. That's his character. Um, but, yeah, fun fun dance remix of uh, Dance with Somebody. Enjoyable. Yeah. No complaints. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No complaints. Yeah. Um, uh, we cut to Quinn's locker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where I, I forget his name, I just keep on calling him Teen Jesus Dude because like someone in one of the last episodes referred oh, to him as Teen Jesus. Is he a new character? Yes. Yes, he won a contest to be on this show. Oh no way! Yeah, <laughs> he was one of two. That's a yes. really fun fact. He was one of two wow. that won the contest, yes. and then there were two more from that same competition that were on the season so far. Yeah. Whose characters were arguably more memorable, but they did not win. Also, both wow. of them, so, the, two, the two non-winners went on to have much more successful careers, so. Yeah. What did the competition entail? It was called The Glee Project, and it entailed you being an interesting enough person that Ryan Murphy wanted to write you onto his show. It was mostly a personality contest with some singing. It was, was very it much, li- um, was it shown live on TV? Like, you followed the progress? You followed the winners? Yeah, you watched, it was on the O Network. How did I not? Wow, this is... And he won. Yep, he tied. One of two, yeah. (laughs) Okay. And the other one had like a seven episode arc or whatever and had no ceremonial send off. Like, no, he's just gone. There was just one instance where he's like... He will also roughly just sort of disappear and reappear (laughs) sporadically for a while. Okay, okay. Yeah, he hasn't been central to any plot line. This is kind of his biggest plot so far is is this and it's all about him being like a caring soul for quinn um but 
he's confused on his feelings because he's a homeschooled Christian who is just sort of being immersed in society now. With um, dreads. Yes. With dreads. Um, and again, there's, an, there's another, um, oh, like, he's the one that's like, yeah, uh, being Christian is about your actions. And then there's another cutaway of Will, and I said, go away. Yep. Um, we... <laughs> We cut to, I guess it's Emma's office. It yes. kind of transitions into it. It is, is It cool. is not a cutaway. It is like a sweeping shot. I noticed that. I was like, Glee, look yeah. at you. Trying something new today. <laughs> right. Um, and it's Emma and Will talking about their wedding now. Because remember, they, they're they getting married too. Will continues to be the worst and not understand how relationships work. Because yeah, without, truly. Dis- without discussing mm-hmm. anything, he hires a very expensive wedding planner. And Emma's like, oh, I don't really, okay, we didn't really Continues need that. Continues to creep me out because I don't, I, I do think it's about sex. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't know what their history is and I don't know until the end of the episode that the reason he wanted to have, I don't know, spoiler, uh, is because spoiler the really leaving. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. no, for a minute I was like, you creep, like you dog, you want one thing. Yeah. <laughs> And that yeah. is the vibes he's giving off, especially because his demand that they move the wedding up from December to May, which is a month away, yeah. which is ridiculous to ask his fiance, who is a known, like, who has OCD and is a known, like, planning type person. So, yeah, just throw a, throw on a, a quick 30-day uh, wedding planning trial. No problem. Right. That doesn't seem feasible to me. Karina, She's incredibly patient with him. I mean, Aww. it's not infeasible. It's possible. It's just not possible probably in the within his demands and probably her comfort. How long yeah. did yours take to plan? Uh, well. That's a complicated question because yeah. what was supposed to be in 20... It technically took... No COVID. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We probably started planning our wedding... We were also engaged for a really long time. We probably started planning our wedding in earnest in like 2018, but didn't actually get married till 2021, so... Dang. So it's all the year and a half, yeah. two years, if you were to actually go on the timeline you wanted. I would say I would take a solid year to plan a wedding comfortably. Okay. okay. Nice. And kind of like to what you were saying, Lauren, like, this is never about, like, being in a relationship for the two of them. It always goes back to, like, Will's feelings. Yeah. And So we'll he's, like, the emotional vampire later. in the relationship? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because she was so, yeah. so patient with him during this episode. And I was she like, yeah. Did not need to be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Glad so we're all we, recognizing um, these terrible red flags. Yeah, he's the worst. Yeah. yeah, awful. And um, we cut to this Whitney shrine, which I guess is in Kurt's locker now. Well, um, it was in Mercedes' locker at the beginning of the episode, so I guess Kurt mm. also has one. I guess that's the point. They're all. Okay. Holding shrines Enshrining to Whitney, Whitney yeah. Houston. Um, we kind of get like the next step of this uh, Kurt and Chandler thing, um, which is we learn that Blaine has not been really like intimate. He's been distant. He hasn't been texting them. They haven't been doing their scheduled makeout sessions. <laughs> um, thought it was really funny that um, Rich was like, yeah. Finn texts me all the time. Usually it's puns about my boobs. And I'm like, I want to know what those puns are. Because I don't believe that Finn <laughs> not believe knows that what, Finn a pun is. what a pun is. No. At least not intentionally. Yeah, um, I don't know if I heard his character talk once in this episode. He did not. He did not speak to it. No, he was barely there. <laughs> he was just he was just background noise today. Not cool, a Finn episode. Cool. A, a six foot six 
column of background noise. What annoyed me about this is that apparently what Kurt is exchanging, like, text-wise with this kid is just, like, the worst pickup lines in the world. Yeah. yeah. Like, the example that they put there was, like, oh, are you an astronaut? Because I think you're out of this world. And you're like, disgusting. Stop. This is not worth your time. <laughs> this you is what me- you were doing two days worth of messages like that <laughs> right you've got to run out at some point <laughs> right right i'm exhausted however this was early days of like social media so like i imagine you could just sort of scroll a twitter account he, and they went through like a buzzfeed get... list of like here's yeah. some of the funniest an early buzzfeed list yeah yeah <laughs> or like a tumblr page a tumblr account yeah. of like corny but effective uh pickup lines but yeah, two days worth of them. He brings up lesbian bed death, which was wild. <laughs> yeah, he Where, did like, just kind of throw that in there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like just learned what that was today from that, um, which apparently is when two lesbians are died just acting more like sisters than anything, which is a weird way to put it. Sure. I knew um, the stereotype. I never knew the, the terminology. Right, where they're not so intimate anymore. They're just kind of like cohabitants, but they share a bed. But he thinks it's innocent. He just likes feeling special because Blaine hasn't yeah. really been doing that. Um, Rachel drops moral like... Moral gray area. Well, Rachel drops like the yeah the moral line there, which was, well, would you show these to Blaine? Because if not, yeah. then it's not that innocent. Like I think they do a, a really good job of emphasizing that, like, that is really wrong. Like, whether yeah. or not it's just text messages, that's cheating. Like, that's wrong. Yeah. That's rude. You don't do that. And I and I love that they right. made that very clear. Yes. Um, cut back to the Glee Club. Apparently, there has been more Whitney Houston songs. I don't know if they're just talking about the two that we've seen so far, but like, no, the they're trying line to show that time has passed. They, I guess, they did what they needed to do. Normally, they don't bother um, with that, so it's interesting. Right. They've been listening to our podcast um, and all of our criticisms about the sense of time there. So now we either have to or get to listen to a rendition of Saving All My Love for You. (laughs) Yes. Between Joe and Quinn. This is Um, this is Joe's probably like like maybe what, like second song, first kind of big solo ish moment in a duet. Um, and it's a song about infidelity. Yeah. Good choices. Um, Good choices for the Christian couple. I love that it's intercut with, like, sensual shots of him doing physical therapy on Quinn. Right? A, not what I think of when I think of a fun, sexy activity to do together. And B, (laughs) I'm pretty sure, like, she's... She's needed... She needs that medically, and I don't think they just let anyone do that to you. (laughs) I I don't think you can say, this is my friend from school, can he do my physical therapy on me today? (laughs) This... This is my this is my Bible study buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Can he help stretch me out? For my physical therapy, which I need to try to recover from my spinal cord injury. If I'm ever gonna walk again. So what happened Jesus to her? Jesus has to stretch me out. Oh, she got into a, she got hit by a car. Uh, well, oh my Because she was texting while driving. Oh, yes. girl. Okay. Important topic yep. to cover. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. She got um, made into a PSA. Yes. <laughs> um, I will say though, I feel like. I feel like they did a good job with this song. Yeah. I feel like they had a solid arrangement on it. I felt like it was a good song for Diana Agron yes. because they typically do not give her songs that are good for her voice. Um, and, um, yeah. My last note on this is Peep the Spring Awakening pose, but PT. Yeah. 
Yeah, this guy sold it. You could tell that he, now that I know this information, it makes so much sense. He's like, this may be my one chance. And he's like this selling it hard. Act. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I have, I have it like streaming in the background as we're talking about it. Yeah. It's just like, I love yeah, he, that. he really goes in hard and you can tell he's just like, this might be all I have. Also, when they're singing, like, all the rest of the Glee Club members are, like, making, like, at one point, like, Finn and Rachel, like, make big faces at each other, like, are you seeing Whoa. this? <laughs> are you seeing this Get sensual of this energy guy. between Quinn and the Dreads boy? But later in the episode, when she's like, I've given up on that part of my life, and to find out now that this is her second day in the chair, <laughs> just blows my mind. Yeah, the, the drama. A lot the of stakes. emotions about this. She's yeah. not an optimist. Understandably, anymore. right, right, right. Right. She's seen um, some even shit. Even though, like, she's seen some shit. Even though the uh, ostensibly she may be able to walk again yes. is what the doctors told her. It was not a, a life sentence to the wheelchair. No. And I'm guessing she so, does, and we see it relatively soon. We'll see. <laughs> Chances are high. <laughs> Who's to say? Um, well, yeah. Uh-huh. So we go from sensual physical therapy straight into another song. Like, literally. Nothing happens yeah. in between. But we but we have Rachel and Santana doing... It's called So Emotional, yes. I'm guessing, right? Yeah. You know, solid song. They did a good job with it, but it wasn't earned to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we talk a lot about, like, the content of this show and, like, how earned it is. But this one truly did come out of nowhere with two names that like two characters that have had Nothing. so little interaction up to this point other yeah. than Santana kind of bullying her is yeah. this a playfully. new moment is this a new moment where yes. the second she gestures yeah. and they sing suddenly this feud is over yeah basically yeah they were like man that's we a little friends because that's we a little sang sloppy. one good song together yeah why would you ever invite her up to sing with you to begin with if you guys were enemies yeah how they chose to do this duet together is confusing because they wouldn't typically right i guess wow the love of whitney runs that deep <laughs> that was not sure. made clear enough no and feedback for ryan um, murphy you... <laughs> he's listening um <laughs> and you may have seen throughout social media there was like a moment where one of glee's like most famous well-done duets was sort of trending which was river deep mountain high which was a similar, not context, but it was like a similar kind of thing where Santana was doing um, a Tina Turner duet with Mercedes. Mercedes in that case. So that went over super well, but this kind of felt like it was trying to recreate that yes, a little bit. It definitely mm-hmm. did. Um, it felt like they were trying to recapture, like, but the like, magic. Yeah, but without any explanation or any uh, follow through. Right. And, and and we once again have now we have like Finn filming in the audience, but this time there's no payoff for it. Oh my god, that right. cracked me up. Whenever we saw the POV of what their phone was seeing, I was like, yes. why does this look like VHS from nineteen ninety four? Like it was wild. I was like, that is the yeah, silliest, goofiest found footage briefest of moments I've ever seen. And for and for what? Like it didn't go anywhere. Right, right, right. Zero payoff. Because last episode um, someone did like film a performance on their phone and upload it to YouTube within the context of the episode and it was like look this might make you famous and this time it's just happening so they can do a funny little goofy found footage shot makes no sense I don't know yeah (laughs) my last note on the song is like no I mean this is great but also why Um, yep 
cut to hashtag the girls room. Um, Queen where... has to do her lipstick in the hand dryer. Let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> the school is not ADA what was compliant. that? What Wait, was I that? I also have a question about the Glee band. Do we ever get to know any of them at all? No, they just stand there. No. Not well. Okay. One of them. Um, I, I don't know if we, we could call it a sister podcast, but one of the other Glee podcasts in our circle has actually had them some of the band members on as guests. Oh, fun. Um, so that's cool. Um, but, but yes, no, I'm sorry. The, the band... They just stand there and play no, music. The, yeah. They play any song you like, want. Almost. Truly, they're, <laughs> they're very talented. Very talented, on demand, um, no school, just vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, Amazing. Meanwhile, Tina sticks out like a sore thumb, has her one line here. Yep. And this is where we get that aforementioned thing that Lauren was talking about. Like, no, Joe and I are just friends. Um, he took me to rehab, but that part of my life is over. Right. She's, okay. she's an old maid now. <laughs> he was disgusted yeah. by me. And yes, because they almost kissed, um, but he stopped at the last moment. And what we find out is that basically he just got a boner and didn't know what to do about it. So he stopped in the moment right. because he's Christian and that's his defining feature. So foiled by, foiled by one boners. one personality trait. Yeah. But Quinn doesn't know that, of course, because she can't feel her legs. That's <laughs> foreshadowing for the end of the episode. Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> I, I just made that connection. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Oh God. Okay. Um. Anyway. Um, enter Scully from Brooklyn Nine yeah. Nine. As the the most expensive wedding planner there is, Mr. not not Mr. Lavender, but Lavender. Mr. Lavender, he's not uh, a miracle the, worker. No, the joke is that it's basically the guy who plays Scully from Brooklyn Nine Nine. You're like that guy shouldn't be a wedding planner, but I guess he's great. Right, but uh, missed opportunity because Homeboy actually sings opera and does it like has a beautiful voice. Wow, like come on. And they didn't give him a I, song. I can no. see it. No, yeah. rude. Um, and right off the bat, we're like, Will is like, yeah, I'm gonna be rapping at the wedding, which is either <laughs> like super fucking meta, aware of themselves, or zero awareness at all. I don't know which. It's one meta. It's, yeah, it is. It is definitely meta. We know that from like sure. the opening of season two, where Jacob Ben Israel calls him out on it, and he has not really done yes. it since. So, yeah, they're aware right, yeah. of Will rapping That's as a really a joke. Yeah. Once again, we get like. Well, if you really want to do everything that you want to do, you probably should wait till September, October, yeah. like you mm-hmm. initially planned. And Will is like, no, thank you for your time. The door is over there. You're fired. I need a, I need a venue with a stage by May so all my Glee kids can perform. And you're like, oh, right, okay. Because he, he wants them to perform, too. We see what's happening um, here. Cut to the uh, combination locker room and weight room. Yep. Sam Sam is like once again like dumb jock Sam which we haven't seen in a while I do love this because he's like look I could be pretty helpful but you're gonna have to spell out exactly what you need I did love that is. does he sing often does this character sing yes he does the singing yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Sam has been like he's been in and out a little but he's a pretty like staple character at this, at this point, point. Yeah. He, and this is, like, he's like yeah everyone can see that you two have a thing for each other um, but um <laughs> Surprise, I lo- uh, we're both Christian. We know that. Yep. I lost my virginity because I was a stripper. Yes. And this is a fun time to learn that. What a fun little um, fact to drop that Sam was like, yeah. oh, yeah, when I was working as a stripper, I totally boned down. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Who wouldn't? 
at that point. I mean, I feel like it comes with the territory in a way. Yeah. There's a lot of gray area there. He but was if working if as a stripper. Yeah, he was 16 yes. and working as a stripper. I, for Kentucky. some reason, assumed he was just a bartender at a strip club. That nope. was nope. me leaning into gender norms. Shame on you, Lauren. Well, also, Changes he's a child. So, I mean, it'd, <laughs> it'd be reasonable to not think that he was stripping. Thank as you a so child. much. <laughs> Like, uh, you are not incorrect. I mean, I would say you're not incorrect in your assumption. Again, this is no context glee. Mm-hmm. But uh, like, what was his name? Like, White white Thunder or something? White, like, Yeah, or White Chocolate or something like do that. Do we yeah. see the strip club? Do we see him? Yeah, they go rescue him yeah. from the strip club. Ah, uh, they rescue him. Because sex work is a bad. rescue, yeah. Okay. Um, but this is where Sam's essentially like, look. The Bible was written so long ago, yeah. man. Things were different. And he's like the the ep- he's this episode's woke Christian. Yep. And how you got like, tattoos. Like kind of Christian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, like we can we can both have sex and be faithful. Right. That's not what yeah, that's not what your faith is about. But Joe's dubious. Yeah. <laughs> he's a dubious Joe. Dubious. He doesn't yes. know what to do about his boners. That's yes, his whole he's plot never this had episode. These- his whole yeah. plot this episode just revolves about getting boners. Like, that's it. And he never... He won a contest, and Ryan Murphy says, I got just the plot for you, buddy. <laughs> and, like, he never, like, specifically says it. He just keeps on going, my feelings. Yeah, it's a lot of, like, weirdly shivery. Like, there's a lot of very deliberate pauses. You know what he's talking about. You're like, dude, just say it. It's way weird to yeah. watch you like do a full body shiver every time you say the word feelings. Right. Um, yeah, and uh, at the end of the day, you have to decide if you want to get closer to God or closer to her. Okay. Um, anyway, um, cut to who's Chandler? Who is she? Oof, yeah. Yeah, Blaine um, discovers the text messages. And I will say... He cites some examples of like ones that have been he that have been received since he has been over at Kurt's house, presumably. And one of them is, yes. "Would you sing to my voicemail because I want to make your voice my ringtone?" That's so much. That That's would be so a lot weird. to like text the person you're maybe yeah. actually dating. Like, right? Calm down. No wonder Blaine's pissed. I'd be pissed. Yeah. Like that's a weird and- thing to text someone. Do you think and you're like, in the do you think someone's in the wrong if they do look at their significant other's phone and their fears are confirmed? Are they in the wrong if their fears ooh. are then confirmed? Great question. Yeah. I think I do think it cro- I mean, my I guess my short answer is yes in a way, but like I think there's a line that is crossed, but also that person Kurt did was crossing the bigger wrong. line. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. In this if you are acting in a way that makes my intuition go off and it turns me into a person that feels like I need to look at your phone and then I'm right. Yeah, my hands are clean. My hands are clean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I see it. <laughs> it's also we don't know like their relationship previous. If it had been like, oh wow, this is you're getting a lot of text messages. Like maybe something's wrong. Kurt has also had a family like- history of um, his dad has had medical problems, so I could see that mm-hmm. there's like even like in a more innocent way that he had sure. like, oh, I should yeah. check on this. But yeah, if he also was... I've, yeah. 
And I feel like that was kind of a time where, like, we were just like, oh, yeah, let me play with your phone. And, mm -hmm. like, you can just kind of, like, play around with people's phones, and it was just a chill kind of thing you did. And it's like, oh, you got, like, 40 text phone? messages. Yeah. <laughs> I want to play Snake. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, and, like, everyone... <laughs> They both make a lot of good points yeah. here. Um, As we predicted way back when it happened, Ian, Blaine threw out the I transferred schools for you um, card, yes. which we knew was going to happen Valid. the moment it, it, it came up because he did, and that's probably uh, too much that he did then, but it's already happened, so. You know, here we are. Um, and, like, but Kurt also doesn't like the way that he makes him feel. Right. Um, especially because he is, quote, the alpha gay and if it comes back to Glee Club in a way. It comes back to Glee that Kurt has not been getting as many solos since Blaine joined right. the Glee Club. Which is valid it's and true. true. Man, it, it is interesting that they bring this up now, just because like that had always been the Finn uh, pain point. Yeah. That, yeah. that Blaine was going to come in and become male lead of Glee Club. Right. And this is where we have our one cohesive segue... Because yeah. it's not right, but it's okay. <laughs> and then yeah. guess what they sing. You'll never believe it. <laughs> You'll never guess. <laughs> um, what do we think of this song? I thought it was really funny that while he's singing in the choir room, all of the Glee Club is just sitting in chairs watching him, but also doing the background vocals. So you're yes! just like looking yeah, around. Same. And they're all just like, like cringing. No because it makes it look yeah. like they just love this song and know it that well. I'm like, there's no way Finn knows the words of this song. Backup vocals. That. But also, like, they're not even really reacting no, they're as they're so singing. They're just kind based. of like, oh, it's it's giving, like, I got the sheet music 30 minutes before yeah. this, and now I'm reciting my part. <laughs> um, but then, like, they also cut back and forth, like, to him with, like, like dancers, which this I'm guessing is like a feels like a, a music tribute. video reference. Just like yeah. um, Brittany mm -hmm. and Santana suddenly being in costume. With like when they did dance with somebody, this is this feels like oh we're doing, this must be a music video that I've never seen. Right, um, and like they have like little second cuts to like different people's faces, and I'm like oh okay, Tina got a second. Yep. Um, but yeah, ev everyone is confused. Um, and uh, I felt like this was the correct song, but could have been handled differently. Mm. That's fair. Yeah. I thought it was fine. In, in what way? In what way? Yeah, what do you mean? I think I think um it was the right song for the moment because they made it a theatrical kind of like instance. I think it should have ended with the glee club though. Like it could have been like his internal monologue like they have done with so many songs you wanted, here. You wanted it to be that the performance of him on stage was in Blaine's head and that it was just yeah. him singing in the choir room. Right. Like at the like at the end of it you kind of cut to the applause in that or in this mm. case kind of the like uh oh something's afoot right. here yeah gotcha um oh and this this is where santana and rachel reconcile this, i guess this scene made i'm like why is this here Sant it's just rachel being like we could have been friends instead of always hating each other and you're like okay <laughs> why my, is this happening put my picture in your locker that is the weirdest request i've ever heard yeah from. that's just, right that's like the, it was weird that's the straightest thing so anyone's weird. ever done, Rachel. has been like, hang my picture up in your locker, Santana. This is Was there drama between these two actors? Yes, but not yes. till later. Yeah. Because okay. um, their hug when they finished the song was so awkward. 
yeah. their hug in the in the lock by the locker is fine because there's a specific line that's like I'm gonna hug you know. But the yeah. other where they just need to like end the the dance hugging, I just felt like there was so much physical tension between the two of them. That's fair. <laughs> it's probably not incorrect to pick up on. Right. And because I guess the whole time like. The whole story kind of culminates in Naya Rivera having said, like, I was the only one that just didn't put up with her bullshit. Right. Leah Michelle so. is not known for being easy to work with, apparently. Yeah. Right. Um, but now they have 42 days to be friends. Great. <laughs> Bold of them to put, That's a, enough time. put a number of how many days there were. Because Rachel's like, but we only have 42 days, and half of those will be spent preparing for nationals. And you're like, that, those are the half that we won't see. Um, right. But also, she says, it's 42 days till graduation, and then it's nationals. That doesn't make sense. I guess I, right. I guess it could. Oftentimes, like, could in be. my high school, seniors graduate well before, like, school ends, so. Okay. But I don't know how that affects your eligibility to be in show choir competitions or anything. Shrug. It doesn't matter. It shouldn't. I don't think it should. I'm gonna make this I new mean, hill. I'll die on. I mean, in the version of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in like our college version of it, like we had seniors that graduated and then came back to compete in like the American College Theater Festival. So there you go. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Then we cut to Bert and Kurt. Um, where basically, like the the crux of this is Bert uh, just wants to spend more time with his boy because once he leaves for New York, uh, that's it, um, and things are gonna change and. Uh, yeah. He's in D.C., and he's going to be in New York, and, um, you know, I miss being, I miss you being my little boy. Yeah. It's, this is a sweet it, scene. Yeah, this killed yeah. it as always. Burt and Kurt scenes always work, and I think a yeah. lot of that has to do with Mike O'Malley, Burt as an actor, who's just yeah. so earnest about being a TV dad. He's like, yeah. Kills it. I, I'm not ready to let you go, son, but I'm going to let you go. I'm proud of you. And you're like, oh, it's nice. Yeah. I love how he's like, it's my fault. We haven't had dinner the last three Fridays. And yeah. he didn't even notice. Like, he's essentially like, <laughs> this thing didn't happen that I wanted to happen because I made sure it didn't happen. And now I have to tell you it didn't happen. Yeah. Right. And then that kind of like half, I mean, that segues, but it's a weird kind of like, I guess it's the whole, like, once we graduate, everything changes yep. thing, and not the whole, I'm gonna miss my dad thing. No, it's more, of... it's a, the broader theme of, like, I, it's, we're gonna miss people that we leave behind. Yeah. Right. Um, and, um, leads into I Have Nothing, sung by Kurt. We haven't had a um, Kurt solo in a long time, so that was nice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a ballady ballad. Um, That's what it is, but. Right. My first note on this song is Mike Chang is just chilling and mugging and collecting yep. a check. Because he has nothing to do in this episode, but he is reacting for his life. Can I say something that might be controversial about this? Always. Always. I kind of wanted this to be a Rachel song. Wow. You know, I could feel Yeah. Something. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it would have been a completely different plot line where, like, maybe she and Finn are on the rocks again. So she sings, I have nothing if I don't have you. Right. But, but we already did that plot, I so know. I had to go to Kurt. We did that plot so many fucking times. What would you give Kurt instead, um, then? Because I feel like Kurt deserves to have a moment. Especially because he I, just I, announced I all agree. of his, like, insecurities about no longer being the alpha gay, as he puts it. Right. I, I mean, 
I don't know. I'd have to take some time and think through my knowledge of Whitney Houston songs. Fair. But I don't know. I don't know. But like you're. But I I do agree that like that that was a Kurt moment. Yes. It w- it should have been a Kurt moment. But the song choice was maybe not your like fave. Maybe not. That's fair. I don't know. Yeah, um, I had to think about right, Whitney's I, repertoire some more before. Right. Yeah. Right. And in fact, I'm going to pull up Whitney Houston Essentials on Apple Music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there's And I Will Always Love um, You. Yeah. <laughs> right. But that was already um, part on by Mercedes, so. I'm, <laughs> oh, look, that I'm was a long. little. I'm a little surprised they didn't do uh, Greatest Love of All. Mm. Um, or... Uh, or I'm every woman. Ooh. Oh, um, I'm. I guess maybe this could have been where do broken hearts go. Um, that's uh. Can, oh, they. Uh, where do broken hearts go is also the name of a One Direction song, so I got briefly confused for a moment. <laughs> okay, sure. I was like, um, yeah, I mean, that's a great man, song. Also on this essentials list is that remix of Higher Love that Kygo did. I uh, love that remix. <laughs> me too. Me too. Um. Or didn't we almost have it all? Mm. Or um, or I'm your baby tonight. I mean, there there's stuff. There's stuff there. There's options. Um, there's options. Anyway, cut to the locker room. This is such a weird right, little scene. Yeah. I didn't hate it, but I'm like, why is it? Why is it happening? It it almost felt out of nowhere in that like they were trying to like wrap up some loose ends yeah. before the season ends. And again, I don't know what happens after this episode yet. Regarding um, puck, I don't either. <laughs> fair um and so he gives them all shot glasses which he stole from the houses right. where he cleans pools i did think that was funny that like he's like here's that was funny it, re- it felt very like bachelor party gift to me like yeah here's what i'm getting all of you these dudes an engraved guitar pick and a collection of shot glasses that i've stolen from houses that i pool cleaned at this actor is 35 correct the guy well uh, that's at, why at he's time, definitely by far the oldest. Yeah, he's yeah. He was not young. Wait, was he thirty five <laughs> during that? I don't know how old he was. Let's, I mean, we could find out. It's just fascinating, fascinating casting. Yeah, they right. did not. They, they did not try. He was about yeah, twenty six. Okay, wow, but, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. But looking a solid probably 35. about thirty at that point. <laughs> oh, he's he was twenty six when the show started. Yeah. So. Yeah, that yeah. Yeah. So he's probably pushing 30 at this point. Right. And it shows, yeah. and I <laughs> should not be throwing stones. There was a little moment where he's like, yeah, you, you've all forgiven me for sleeping with your women, and it cuts to Mike Chang Looking for just like, a split second. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, I beg your pardon? Anyway, they have a little bromant. For no good reason, in a and, non- and it's just for- here. It's like they had an extra two minutes to kill in the script, and they were like, here we go. <laughs> right. And they're like, they're like, Mark's been quiet for a couple episodes. Right. Give, Puck a, um, give Puck a little bit of a emotional moments yeah i like that he also he like he wraps them he yeah. like he actually yeah. goes to the trouble of wrapping I them i honestly no, do love the vibes of yeah. give your high school friends goodie bags right on on the eve on the heels of graduation to show your appreciation for them and this is the second like moment of his quote-unquote like plot lines where it's actually like he actually has like a lot of like emotion with it yeah. like there was the bit where he where he was talking to finn a couple episodes ago where he was saying, like, you're my best friend. Don't forget that. Like, make sure your dreams are yours. Yeah, right. Um, Puck's got... Puck's a human, apparently. Which... Um, good. Good. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. 
so then we have couples counseling. You where even Emma's like, yeah, I know they they like lampshade this a little bit. I'm like, you can't go to your high school counselor, yeah, for couples counseling. That's not her job. <laughs> and even she's like, oh no, I'm not qualified for this. Yeah. Does she know them we well a, though? Because I I assume through her husband, she probably knows yeah. them well. That's kind of the, that's kind of it. And uh, she's also like one of like four Adults. faculty yeah. members that we're aware of. Um, and we get a little bit of like inside joke where um, we talk about how Sam and Mercedes also came to her for couples but counseling. But they broke up. They broken up. And Emma and Emma goes, "Gosh, they seem like such a good fit too." <laughs> and I'm like, "That's funny." That's that made good. me. La- there was a couple things that made me laugh on this. There was that. There was when Kurt is like, "I already sang you a song to apologize." And Emma slowly slides her pamphlet about singing a song to apologize back underneath her desk thing. Yeah. I love that Blaine points out that Kurt snaps at waiters, which is something I also had a problem with a couple episodes ago. Ooh, so, yeah. continuity. We love to see it. One point. Um, and then they get to the meat of it all. Yeah, and then we actually Yeah, they the do. Problems. Which is, every conversation comes back to Niata. It's the only thing we talk about. And Kurt, it's like, you can't wait to get out of here. But I'm still going to be here because we found out that Blaine is just a junior. Yeah. Um, and so he's afraid that he's going to lose Kurt. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why he's been distant and not really involved. He's been practicing involved, for because... what it's going to be like when Kurt's gone. Aww. Yeah. Which is sad and sweet. Um, but Kurt assures him, we'll Skype, you'll visit, I'll visit. Um, and... Uh, everything's okay let's hug it out interesting that i i mean i guess like yeah they're in school they're in the guidance counselor's office i guess it was just interesting that they hug but they don't kiss well i mean it's still 2012 on fox there's only so much right uh right homosexual content we can have in any given episode right <laughs> and they, yeah they're in school. like i wouldn't i wouldn't kiss anyone in front of my school guidance counselor even if i was there for we a went to different high schools 2013 you would make out with someone in front of your high school. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. not me, but like I've definitely seen like, but like, kid, like not just not, like in the hallway. I've definitely seen like students. Not, but like not in the hallway where it's incidental if a teacher sees you. Like you're in that teacher's office, sitting in, like at a desk with them, and you're like, this is an appropriate time to start <laughs> macking on you. Like maybe, maybe I'm cynical, but I wouldn't put it past like the crowd of people I went to high school with. All right, I don't know. If you went to high school um, with Ian, and kissing you is a out. sin until you're married. Yeah, there you go. And once again, Lauren is correct. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know this about Lauren, but she's always correct. That's why we had to have Thank our you. podcast. Um, that's true. <laughs> exactly. Um, cut to champagne because we're toasting because Will found a campground where they can have their wedding, and yeah. this is where I wrote Will truly is the villain. Yes, he is. Now, nothing Will describes sounds inherently bad, but. As his fiance rightly points out, she's like, I have OCD and I throw away a broom after one use and you want me to get married <laughs> outdoors in the campground. I Good for Emma for sticking up for herself, being like, no, we need to reevaluate right. your expectations. No, I was, I was going to say, I don't, I don't remember how this storyline resolved, how their wedding resolved. I don't, okay, it's, well, yeah. here, here's how it resolved, because... Historically, they've always Glee has always done a good job with Emma sort of being like a grounding force. A voice of like reason. she 
a voice of reason. She calls people out, and she's typically correct. But in this case, it turns around back to Will's problems, and it's not about how, hey, you're planning this whole fucking wedding without me, but instead it's about how, uh, and, like, you need to treat me like a partner, like I'm one half of this relationship, and instead it turns into you're afraid that you're going to lose your students when they, once they right. graduate and move on. Yeah. Yeah, and, which to me took me by surprise. I did not get that vibe at all, and I was like, how'd she figure that out? I mean, it makes sense. They're engaged and in yeah. love, but... Yeah. I, the, when of, she said that, it, it's it like was a, a huge relief. Yeah. It was a huge relief. Like, thank God that's what all this is based in. <laughs> yeah. Turns out he but, just is afraid that once the Glee kids this class of Glee kids all, like, leave and go to college that they won't return for his wedding. Which, of course, they will. Sure. Of course they will. But, like, he doesn't even apologize, I think, for making this whole thing about him and sort Men of never do, yeah. Ian. Men never do. I don't know what you're talking about. I have nothing to apologize for. <laughs> there you <I'm> go. Perfect. <laughs> uh, that's what's going to get me canceled. But anyway... Cut to PT again. Yeah, so this... Joe was stretching her this out. This is where <laughs> the power of Joe's boner heals Quinn's legs. <laughs> that is what happens. Oh, man. He gets it's another just boner. Like Jesus. And just like Jesus. And his healing touch. This is, what, this is what the King James Bible had yeah. in mind. And so unto you, this boner. <laughs> A boner. And, you, and, then, and thus you shall walk. And thou shalt walk again. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. just trying to wonder, like, if, if, if I was her, would I even call it out? Like, would I even be like, is oh that? <laughs> I absolutely would not. <laughs> I wouldn't either. No. I'd but just I guess, pretend like I don't notice. I guess if you haven't had feeling in your leg for however long and suddenly you can, like, feel something on there, you might be like, this is great Why wouldn't she me. say... Oh my god, I can feel my leg again instead right. of immediately being like, is that your boner? Right? Why not make it about you regaining some feeling in your leg right. less about right. him getting a yeah. boner? How about some tact here? Come on. And But the other side of that, I'm just imagining like if she was just like, can you do that again? But it's accidentally like, oh shit. I accidentally just asked you to slam your boner against yeah, my leg again. poking at it, bud. <laughs> she she knows what it is and she doesn't call it out and she's like, Can you keep doing that? She's just yeah. <laughs> but this is a great moment for Quinn, apparently, where she's like, Yeah, this is great. Let's this let's be great. attracted to each other. Because and um Quinn is the nicest, prettiest, best smelling girl she he's ever met. Um, <laughs> I thought that was so cute sweet. actually. Big like that's um, someone uh, who's like wrote for a homeschool character who understood the assignment. Yeah. Frankly. Yeah, oh, I that thought was that the... was so cute. The best smelling girl. That I would take that as such a compliment. You think I smell nice? Thank you so much. It means so right? much to me. Like, oh, like it was like it was corny but also very sweet yes. for him to be like like you could your like I could be your eyes so you could see yourself the <sighs> way that I see you. But then there's yeah. also like, like a very intense thing where she's like would you would give up your faith for me? And he's like, "Do you want me to?" And you're like, "Whoa, okay, calm down." It's <laughs> like slow down. Because I will. Buddy, but <laughs> I don't. I don't think any. But I don't think anybody's asking for that. No. Yeah. Like it. It went from like very cute to very serious, then back to like pretty cute. Where they're like, "We'll just we'll right. see what, how this goes." Because uh, he's he says, "When I'm with you, I don't care what God says about sins of the flesh." Meanwhile, like three episodes ago, Quinn was the one being like, "Look." It was a, the Bible is outdated. It was a yep. different time, what have you. She easily could have been like, "Look, 
there's what the Bible says, and there's how we feel for but each other, and we can reconcile those things. we already had that conversation with Sam, so it would just be redundant. Yeah. Fair. Fair. All, very true. Yeah, and so they don't know what this is. It's something new. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Anyway, we have Blaine and, or Clayne, yeah. Blaine and Kurt reconciling. Blaine's making um, an effort to be more cute or whatever. Which is, which is sweet. Yeah. Sends him a little flirty text. Great. That's cute. And basically, I, like, they could go, like, practice their singing and make out in the Glee room, but Kurt doesn't want to ditch the Glee club because there's only so, oh, there's only so many left before graduation. Um... So instead, they're going to go join in on this Your Love is My Love is Your Love song. Yep. Um, and um, it, that's fun. This is fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I had fun. It was like, it's definitely like, oh, this will show how much we care about each other. Right. Yeah, it was um, a good it, let's wrap it up song. Yeah, for sure. Which overall, they do tip, they typically do really well. And like they intercut this with like starting to um, clean things out of your lockers yep. and that's a callback to an earlier moment where we have that Burton Kurt scene where he's deciding what to keep and what to throw away. Yep. Um, but yeah, like it, it starts with Mercedes and Artie and it slowly builds and, and you literally have everybody from the Glee club coming out of the woodwork to join in, which is and because, like, really fun earlier. Like Kurt has been like, surely everyone's, everyone's going to ditch in Glee club at this point. Cause they said it was optional. So we'll, but everyone, everyone came together for Glee anyway. Right. And Will is uh, validated because his students do care. Um, yeah. Fine. <laughs> the only thing is, like, I just wish that uh, it built more. I-, I think they could have done more with the song. Yeah, I think so. I, like I said, this is the most arty we got. Like, a little arty Mercedes just kind of jamming out at the beginning. I liked that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I thought it felt a little too, like, end of season wrap up for me. Where they're yes. all hugging and like, like wait it out a second. There's still more things yeah. that have to happen. Hmm. Yeah, th- I didn't clear out my locker until the last day of school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, yeah, it was definitely giving that like sentimentality thing. Um, but with that, like, their ending songs can typically like be more climactic, and I was kind of surprised this one didn't build more. You yeah, know? especially given like what they were providing as circumstance um but that was the episode and um a lot of it worked i thought yeah even though just as much was clumsy it was pretty well contained and i think in terms of like one of their tribute episodes they did a better job of not making it all about probably because they as they acknowledged at the top like wasn't whitney's life pretty fucked up that's not what they said but so they weren't trying to connect everything to like the choices Whitney Houston made they actually made an effort to be like how can we use these Whitney Houston songs to talk about our own situation which I think was more of a success and this was what two or three months after her death so this yeah so she yeah like about three months I think is when this would have aired yeah because they started shooting two months after she died yeah I wonder how long each episode took to film about a week that, about mm. wow yeah. that's what i've always wondered like what what all of that looks like considering the songs the choreography yeah. the costumes all of it i guess you just really need like one versatile soundstage like 
Yeah. They use a lot of glossy, like, all white or all black staging, and I feel like that's just a matter of lighting. Yeah. Changing that, right? Mm. Yeah. It's gotta be. Cool. So, um, that's our episode. Um, Lauren, we have a couple, uh, couple questions to ask you. Excellent. Um, very important. Very important <laughs> questions. Karina, would you like to start us off? Sure. So... I forgot in the order that we do this in. Are we just talking about this episode's ones first? Um, with the songs that yes. you could buy? Yeah. Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. I had. A, I was literally yeah. sitting here being like, which way, which way do we go? <laughs> this is not the first time we've done this. Okay. So you have money left on an iTunes gift card, just enough to purchase one single off iTunes, and you have to buy a song off from this episode of Glee. Which song are you going to do? We have their arrangement of How Will I Know, uh, I Want to Dance with Somebody, Saving All My Love for You, So Emotional, It's Not Right, But It's Okay, I Have Nothing, and My Love is Your Love. How Will I Know, opening number. Yeah. Easy peasy. For sure. Like, even now, like, of all those, that's the one that's, like, just, you know, in my head, bopping yeah. around. I think I would do the same. Oh, man. Karina, what was that episode where I'm like, I don't want any of these songs. I'm going to save my money. Um, <laughs> it could have been any of them, to be honest. That's true. Because um, I feel like I would want to, like, cash in on that old one for, like, both How Will I Know and My Love Is Your Love. Interesting. Um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, those two, those are the contenders for me. But if I had to choose one, I would probably go with How Will I Know. I also think that I think what they did with How Will I Know was the sort of most interesting, like, transformation of a song. So it'd be yeah. worth having the Glee cover. But I wouldn't say no to owning their version of I Want to Dance with Somebody. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like, if it came up, it was solid. I'd be like, oh, this is fun. It's it's a fun version. I don't need yeah. it, but I enjoyed it. All right. Now, now the other questions. <laughs> yeah, second okay. piece of our okay. questionnaire. This is a two-parter. Um... The first one is, and while your knowledge of Glee is limited, this can, you have plenty of room for this. Um, is there like an artist or a song or a musical entity, like a, a show, anything that you think Glee could have or would have done really great work with? Um, I'm going to say the answer that popped into my head. It's, yeah. it's. I don't think it answers your question, but it's cracking me up imagining them doing this. Um, Tenacious D, if they did a Tenacious D Ooh. episode with Jack Black, so. God. <laughs> like, how would they have been able to Man. do it? Because there's like two P- PC songs that they can do. Um, it would have been great, though. But shoot, okay. Jack Black would, but, like, should have been on Glee. Oh my gosh, yes. yeah. He can tone it down. Oh for my sure. God. Yeah. Yeah. Coming in but and like. like Doing his School of Rock substitute teacher vibes. Oh my god, yeah. Outside of that, that though, like more realistically, Alanis Morissette. I love her. Mm. I figured that's what you would say, but I think you're correct in both instances. Like, <laughs> like having, like I can just imagine Santana singing "You Ought to Know" and fucking killing it. There is a non-zero <laughs> amount of Alanis Morissette on Glee. Wow. Right. Oh, non-zero. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, yeah. they never do "You Ought to Know" though. I will say so. That sounds right. I mean, they really can't whine. Uh, yeah, they like some of the, the the yeah. <laughs> the language is pretty spicy. But like, I could one hundred percent see like this crop of boys doing tenacious D. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Second question: Is there an artist, song, musical entity, what have you, that you are happy Glee could not touch and or did not touch? 
Ooh. Did they cover Taylor Swift at all? They did a very limited yeah. amount of Taylor Swift. All right. They only I'd really did like them not. They only did I think two Taylor Swift songs. Yeah. They did two. I think and some other artists too. Um ooh, that like I just like I don't like I I'm just like glee don't you taint this artist for me? Like that kind of that kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. Or like anything you would have been like they could have done it but it would have been so fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah, any meatloaf. Mm. Like Paradise by the Dashboard mm. Lighters. Oh, yeah. that is the most you couldn't have known this. That's the most foreshadowing thing you've ever like could have could have wow. said. Wow, wow. <laughs> Everyone cool. put a pin in Glee. What it would be like <laughs> if Glee did Paradise on the Dashboard Light? Fuck. Cool. Well, that's uh yeah, that's our episode um, and our questionnaire and all that. Uh, Lauren A. Kennedy, thank you so much <laughs> for joining us. Um, thank you. We've been talking about getting you on here for a minute, so I'm glad we finally got here. Um, I'm so glad I can click, uh, you know, check Glee off of the pop culture reference sheet. So thank you so much for that. Now, uh, where would you, is there anything you would like to plug? Where would you like people to find you on the internet if, uh, they, if you would like for them to find you? <laughs> uh, websites, laurenakennedy.com. You can find all the socials from there. Otherwise, I just want to make sure everyone's uh, staying hydrated, taking care of themselves, uh, getting enough sleep at night. Checking in with your mental health. Yes. Doing all good things for yourself. Uh, and that's all I got. We love that. Yes. Plugging your well-being. <laughs> Go off, queen. Mm. Karina, where can people find you? You can find me on the same handle on both Twitter and TikTok, which is Epic Adventure of. And Ian. And you can find me. <laughs> you can find me at... Yes, I'm here. Um, you can find me at iBroski on Twitter and Instagram, ianjbrodsky.com, iBrods on TikTok. Um... I may try to change my TikTok handle to be some sort of Ibroski form just... One day. Just because. As, as soon as you do that, we'll let you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the show is at Glee Aggressive. Gleeaggressive at gmail.com if you want to write in long form. Um, Karina, what should they write in about this week? Um, what's a celebrity that you think you would inappropriately mourn for two months? Because that is the crux of this episode that Will is like, I, it's been two months and they're still mourning Whitney Houston. Are they okay? Right. Who, who is the Princess die of Gen Z? Wow. Yeah. So um, that's a thinker for I'm afraid though. to, like, I'm. I'm I, we're, this is a room full of millennials, so I'm afraid to give, like, any sort of. I'm, a, I'm afraid to pose any sort of options. About. Um, who? About who millennial. Or who, uh, who Gen Z Princess die is. Um. But anyway, make sure to like and comment and rate and subscribe. Um, tell your friends. Shout out to... Oh, yeah. Hold on. Yeah, I want to shout out um, our first fan art that oh came God. in, which obsessed. was like... Obsessed. We, this is great. Shout out to Otto, um, who sent us... We'll, and we're going to post it soon. Yes. Um, probably before this episode even drops, but a... Uh, um, a rendering, if you will, of wheelchair and boy, a full yeet, which is a throwback to our yes slash no, no recap. Uh, it's currently Leo season, and having words that I have said be made into art is like fulfilling all of my needs. So that is, yeah, that's your love language. Yeah, it was perfect, and I, we cannot believe it. Holy crap! Thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you again for joining us listeners thank you all for joining us you can join us again next week Ooh, i'm excited 
uh, we will be talking about Season 3, Episode 18, which is entitled Choke. So, lots of ways that that could go, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Which, but um, I'm excited for that one. Uh, which does lead me to ask, Ian, does this episode of Glee make you want to watch that next episode of Glee? Uh, yeah, kind of, yeah. Kind of? It's pretty good. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's the first yes in a while. It has been a minute. Mm-hmm.